This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Let's go there. With Shira and Ryan. Oh my God. Entertainment. Music. Pop culture. LGBT plus news. Let's go there. Start now. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Happy Friday. A Friday of a long weekend. How does that feel? And uh, guess who's back? Ryan Mitchell. Behind the mic, in studio, Hello, in the flesh. Hello, I'm back. Feeling better than ever. Yeah, you know, I don't know what it is. You got to be careful out there, y'all, in these streets. As, <laughs> as the world's opening back up, you got to be careful at the fact that cold and flu season is right around the corner. It's ready to bite you in the behind. Yep. It really is, you know. That's I thought true. you only had to worry about the COVID. But now, you got to worry about cold and flu season. Just the regular sneezes. Exactly. A little tickle in your, your throat. Can, and for me, that's what happened. It take you down. It really did. It really takes you down. Uh, but <laughs> can we mention the text that you got? Um, someone, oh, God. Someone so thinking, much happening in my yeah, life right yeah. Now. Ryan is attracting a lot of random things right now. Yeah. And it's not, I don't know if it's good stuff. It's just weird stuff that's going on. Um, yeah, so I, we can start off with this one. Maybe I'll tell you each hour. It's a new story. I'll <laughs> tell you true. that. Um, <laughs> I got a random text today. I, some girl, her name is Amanda. She's looking for Trevor. If you're Trevor out there listening to the show somehow, um, you were supposed to meet up with Amanda at coffee. Um, and you never followed up with her on Bumble. And she texted me thinking it was her, Trevor. And I had to let her know, hey, girl. It's Ryan. I'm a flaming homosexual. <laughs> and uh, it's, I'm, I'm, I hope Trevor gets you coffee. And then she sends me a picture of herself. Uh, this and, is, maybe she thought, like, maybe the universe is bringing her to her, like, her man. I, well, I had no clue. She was attracting flaming homosexuals. <laughs> and I texted her a picture of myself being like, cute shirt, girl. And she was, like, very handsome. And then I said, okay, this is weird. And I stopped texting. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So um, I don't know what's going on. I just deleted the, the text message thread. I'm hoping she never texts me back again. <laughs> Trevor, I think you you won this one. You don't ever hit up Amanda again. <laughs> there you go. Just saying. All right. Well, coming up on the show, we have uh, a gay attorney who is speaking on the Supreme Court case and LGBTQ plus families, including um, adoption. And um, he himself has uh, fostered uh, children. So we're going to talk more about that at 3.35 p.m. Pacific, 6.35 p.m. Eastern, because a lot of decisions being made. Plus, why you shouldn't be on TikTok before bed. This is real stuff because I know a lot of you folks are scrolling social media. Why it's bad for you before bed. That's also at uh, 425 p.m. Pacific, 725 p.m. Eastern. But right now, let's get into some what's trending this hour. On the one-year anniversary of the day COVID was declared a pandemic, President Biden promised a truly special 4th of July. Here he is today. 
If we do our part, if we do this together, by July the 4th, there's a good chance you, your families and friends, will be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout and a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. That doesn't mean large events with lots of people together, but it does mean small groups will be able to get together. After this long, hard year, that will make this Independence Day something truly special, where we not only mark our independence as a nation, but we begin to mark our independence from this virus. Okay. Some inspiration going into the 4th of July weekend. Uh, Now we've got some updates on the condo collapse in Miami. At least 20 people are dead and 128 people are still unaccounted for after that building collapsed in Surfside, Florida. Search and rescue efforts continue at the site, but guess what? The operation has faced additional challenges with the rest of the building threatening to collapse. The cause of the collapse is still unknown, but a letter sent months before the deadly collapse warned damage to the building was accelerating under a 2018 report that raised concerns. Uh, and that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Okay, so while I was going, there was a lot happening um, in the, the celeb space. But this one is about a friend of the show, Tabitha Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, it, um, you know, the famous TikToker. She blew up with her bacon carrots or carrot bacon. Vegan cooking. Yeah, yeah, and she's just also just a sweet soul, sweetheart. Head over to the Odyssey app to check out our interview with her. But basically, she's made it so big where she's everywhere. She's an actress. She's... I I mean, she's doing so much. She's made it to the Wendy Williams Hot Topics. And Wendy um, had basically something to say about her decision recently. Tabitha decided to, uh, her husband is an L.A. police department. Like, he's a police officer for the war. He works for LAPD. Okay. And she finally was like, I wanted to get him to retire. And Wendy thought, it. you know, she took it upon herself to make this a part of Hot Topics and had this to say. And she's saying that she's retiring her husband. He's been a police officer for 15 years, and he wants to live out his dreams. Nope. I was married to one of those. You know, I make the money and so on and so forth. Go live your dreams, buy a business, you know, stay with me, but go, go, go. You see how that turned out. So Wendy is basically projecting her own feelings and her own relationship drama that she's had in the past onto Tabitha. And Tabitha posted her own kind of little clap back to it. And it was the best way because Tabitha cussed her out without saying one cuss word. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely beautiful. Here's a little bit of what Tabitha had to say. Y'all all right? Very good, honey. I was up doing a little work here. That's why I got my pajamas on in my office. And then my phone started going off. Genuine uh, place, right? Um, but this was an agreement that my husband and I had. And I told him 15 years ago, oh, babe, in five years, I'll be able to take you out of there so then you can pursue one of your dreams that you love. Right now, I was his dog in the fight, okay? And he believed in me. And we did it together. Money, coach children the way he wanted about, ooh, honey, I pray this type of excitement and love finds you and anybody else who seems to not understand this. So it's like a long. She's so calm and loving. She is. It's the best thing. And like you should watch the long video of her actually talking. Really, I mean, she's just basically 
letting Wendy know really what it is and, and saying it in the best way. Honestly, she's better than all of us. Oh, yeah. She's a great person and yeah. she's doing her thing and um, she's building the life she wants. And she, she basically was like, we made this decision and I hope that you find love in whatever your decisions are and with the person you're with. Yeah, like you, she knew that Wendy has been hurt in the past and that's yeah. probably her just projecting her own situation yep. onto Tabitha. And so head over to WeAreChannelQ.com to check out that full video. I, like I said, also check out our interview with Tabitha because it's an amazing one. You find out so much about her life and how she even came to where she is right now. And that is it for your team report. I'm done. Well, coming up, more on the Trump Organization's tax fraud scheme that has been revealed. That's with the Washington Post next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Uh, Prosecutors charged former President Donald Trump's business with a 15-year scheme to defraud the government and charged its chief financial officer with grand larceny and tax fraud in a Manhattan courtroom. Here to share more is political reporter from The Washington Post, David Farenthold. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So what was being done exactly? Like, (laughs) what was he doing? (laughs) legal terms well, so please uh break it down in like yeah. three year olds <laughs> so um basically what they were doing was concealing some of the pay that trump's executives got from the irs so they basically the trump organization and the executives got paid without having to pay taxes on it and the way they did that was that instead of paying alan weisselberg a hundred thousand dollars a year they uh paid for his apartment. They paid for a Mercedes-Benz for him and his wife. They paid for carpets and flat screen TVs and furniture at his house in Florida. They paid for tuition at his grandkids' school. All those things were given to Alan Weisselberg, the CFO of the Trump Organization, and uh, they were subtracted from the the amount of cash he would have gotten as his salary, Uh, but they only paid taxes on the cash part of the salary and not on this huge other part. Hmm. Wow. Okay, so it it, it essentially says... Like, it feels like everyone's just kind of saying, well, you know, it feels like everyone's doing this. Why are they, you know, attacking us? You know, why 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 is the Trump organization being attacked again? So what do you you have to say for them and and, and people kind of involved with this kind of saying that? Like, this is just the normal way of doing it, essentially. You know, they're they're not saying it, but it feels like they're saying that. No, that that has been sort of the Trump organization's argument. Like, a lot of people do this and don't, don't get punished. Hmm. There's, I think, two important things there. One, it is true that a lot of people break tax laws and don't get prosecuted. The IRS is overwhelmed and they only prosecute the really the biggest frauds. They don't catch everything. But that just because somebody else doesn't get punished for doing this doesn't mean it creates a right for everybody else to do it and not gets punished. If it's against the law, it's against the law. People we've talked to that are tax law experts said that if any tax authority came across what was happening at the Trump Organization, where they basically had two sets of books, they had the set of books they showed to the IRS that they said was all the compensation they were giving their executives with the proper taxes paid. And they had an internal set of books which showed a huge other bunch of payments to these people that weren't being paid. Tax law experts said that if, if, you, if you were a tax inspector, auditor, prosecutor, and you, you happened upon a company that was keeping two sets of books like this, you would always make that case. Um, so, you know, just because it doesn't happen in every single case where, you know, there's not brought a prosecution in every case where it happens doesn't mean there can't be a prosecution in this case. Definitely. And I, I supposedly and I was hearing that they kept it pretty much in the open. I mean, it wasn't difficult to find this once they got all the financials and the books. Yeah, we were still trying to figure out exactly the mechanics of how this came to light. But there, so it sounds like the prosecutors got a bunch of records from the Trump organization through subpoena. They said, you know, give us all your payroll records. And when they 
compared them, you know, the internal version with what they had given to the IRS, they realized there was this huge discrepancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Trump organization will say, well, you know, there are some, there are some instances where you're allowed to pay for your employees' uh, rent. So, like, if you are a college and your college president has to live on the campus, you can pay that person, you know, you can pay their rent for their president's house and it doesn't come out of their salary. Or if you're a priest and you have to live at the church, you live in the parish, that's another case where it's okay. In this case, they were just paying for Alan Weisselberg, the CFO, to have a really nice house. And if every company started doing that, paying their employees rent and then not counting in his income and not paying taxes on income, everybody would do it and there would be a lot less tax payments in the U.S. Yeah. So what's the possibilities here if people start getting convicted? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> this is 15 counts that Weisselberg is accused of. And every, the, the maximum penalty for one of them, if convicted, is five to 15 years in jail. Um, but th- this is a case where if he's, con- if he's convicted, pro- it, it, there'll be all kinds of calculations about, you know, was he, did he plead guilty? Was he remorseful? Did he help prosecutors? How much money was involved? I've heard estimates of anything from, you know, no prison time if he cooperates with investigators to two to six years in state prison if he doesn't and is convicted at trial. And then will this hit Trump at all or he just continues to be disconnected to all this <laughs> illegal stuff? Um, he has... It hasn't hit him yet, so he he is not indicted in this situation. His company is indicted, um, but there there appears to be an effort that goes beyond this to try to identify you know other people in the Trump organization to, to prosecute. And the reason prosecutors started with Alan Weisselberg is because they see him as the most valuable potential witness against mm. Trump because oh. he Weisselberg saw every dollar that went in and out of that organization. And if you were ever going to charge Trump with violating the law, you'd have to have evidence that Trump understood what the law was, understood that he was doing something illegal and did it anyway. Now, in most companies now, the way executives, where you prove that is by pulling emails, you know, where executives send an email that incriminates him. Trump doesn't use email. So you need to find somebody like Weisselberg who was in the room with him and could say, yeah, I told Donald, hey, that's wrong. We can't do that. And he said, do it anyway. And if you... Weiselberg could be that guy, but he's not that guy right now. Okay. Well, that was political reporter David Farenthold for The Washington Post. Thanks so much. Thank you. Coming up, track and field star Shikari Richardson failed a marijuana test and is now ineligible for the Olympics. Why this is bringing up a bigger discussion that's next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Shikari Richardson, who qualified for the 2020 Olympics after running a 100-meter race in 10.86 seconds last month and, you know, went viral, the clip, has been suspended for 30 days following a drug test that came back positive for THC, which is a chemical found in marijuana. Now, Richardson accepted her suspension that ends July 27th, which might be in time to run the women's relays, but unfortunately, the USA track and field have not disclosed those plans. Here she is uh, talking to today's Savannah Guthrie about all of this. I want to take responsibility for my actions. I know what I did. I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm allowed not to do. And I still made that decision. Not making an excuse or looking for any empathy in my case. But just however, being in that position of my life, finding out something like that, something that I would say is probably one of the biggest things that have impacted me positively and negatively in my life when it comes to dealing with the relationship I have with my mother. So that definitely was a very heavy topic on me. And people don't understand what it's like to have to. Um, Basically, she's referencing the fact that she found out that her biological mother had died a few days before uh, that uh, run. So sports columnist Kevin Blackstone joins us right now from the Washington Post. Thanks, Kevin, for being here. Thank you. So what do you think about all of this? Does this mean she's ineligible because of the fact that she had THC, because of dealing with a a tragic moment in her life and grieving? Um, You know, unfortunately, uh, yes. Hmm. Um, uh, You know, there's so many facets to this. Uh, But first of all, I'd just like to give big ups to Shikari Richardson for owning up to what happened um, and not really uh, making an excuse for it, but giving, given an explanation. Now, one of the things we talk a lot about right now is the, are the mental health challenges that um, athletes on the highest stage um, go through. And she said that that was something she was struggling with and, and maybe led her down this, this path, which has probably made her ineligible for what would be her first Olympics and not only her first Olympics, but, Olympics in which she was expected to be a star mm. for, you know, the, the, the most star-studded country, possibly on the greatest sprint team that the world has ever seen. Um, so it's, it's highly unfortunate. But, you, you know, you, as an athlete, um, and particularly the track and field athlete, an Olympic athlete, you, you know one thing, and that is to be very careful with any and every substance you put in your body and that you should check the WADA, USADA list of banned substances um, to make sure that you're not going to do anything that's harmful to you, harmful to your um, career, um, harmful to your, to your earnings. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, she, she, she did that. And, um, you know, it's, it's hindsight now, but, you know, had I've been able to talk to her and I knew what she was going through, and I think someone else maybe should have done this and said, Okay, let's let's take a deep breath here and figure out how we want to we want to deal with this. 
you know, there are mental health experts with U.S. track and field. There are mental health experts with the association of, um, of uh, athletes within um, track and field. You know, let's go to them. Let's make sure that if we're going to take um, a medicine to help us out, that it's a medicine that's not going to be harmful to what it is we were looking so forward to doing and, and worked so hard to do the last yeah. several years. So it's unfortunate, uh, you know, all the way around. No, it, it is, but I, I do think the bigger conversation here is, like, the criminalization of cannabis, especially where she was. It was legal where she was in Oregon. I believe that's where she was. And, and it, it's just one of those things where it's it, it feels like it's unnecessary to see the Olympics have this moment, especially when there's other headlines coming out about um, them doing kind of other problematic things when it comes to discriminating against, like, caps that swimmers can wear when it comes to their hair and, and things like that. But it just feels like where do we go from here to have the necessary conversation about weed where it feels like this is such a little offense that it shouldn't affect her being able to, to run and do what she's worked so hard for? Well, what you need, what people need to understand is athletes do not run the Olympics, um, just like athletes don't run other sports. And so what athletes need to do is they need to uh, understand their strength in numbers and come together and negotiate policies that are not harmful to them and, in fact, enhance what they're able to do. And so, you know, now is not the time, you know, a few weeks before the Olympics, is not the time to challenge WADA and USADA on rules that have been on the books for, you know, for 10, 20 years. Then when is the time? You know, when is, well, the time now is, is obviously immediate. Um, but, you know, if you look at what the NBA and the WNBA um, did um, late last year, uh, they got the league to um, stop random uh, testing for marijuana. And because of what you've alluded to, and we all know it's going on because we have a new um, updated viewpoint of, of what THC and marijuana and and all the derivatives can uh, can do and can be helpful in some instances. Mm-hmm. Um, and the NFL has done the same thing. You know, the NFL Players Association has gotten together and they have brought pressure to bear upon the league to look at marijuana use significantly different. Unfortunately, track and, track and field athletes only really think about this every four years. Yeah. You know, they need to start thinking about this as it affects their profession, right. um, as their profession affects their, their lives. And, and, I think that right now, um, you know, as soon as they can put their their minds to it and everyone is done with the Olympics, that they need to organize and they need to approach USADA and WADA and all of the Olympic um, governing committees and say that we want to change. You know, it is it is it is pointless for us to be penalized for um, the use of a substance that the National Institute of Health has several studies on that says it is not a performance enhancing drug. Um, uh, you know, we, they, they need to get together and, and, and get that, uh, and, and get that language changed or at the very, at, at the very least get it not to be punitive. If, you know, if, if a threshold is left in place, you know, yes. but it's, mm-hmm. it, it's just so, it's just so frustrating I mean, even if we take THC out of the picture, you know, athletes from time to time get busted for taking substances that are banned. And those of us who watch it happen, we grab our hair and say, how could you not 
have checked the list just to be sure that whatever you're taking over the counter or whatever you're taking for the sniffles that you have or whatever you're taking for whatever ails you at that particular time is not going to cost you the opportunity to participate. And so, um, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, it, 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 it angers me that, that, that we have to, to be here. Yeah. Um, I think it's a separate conversation than, than the hats and some other thing. I'm quite frankly, I'm far more concerned about the racialized um, approach of, of uh, the international athletic body uh-huh. to what it's doing to yeah. black women from Africa right now. Oh, can we talk about to- that? Because we, we actually want, can we have you uh, join us after this break to talk more about that? Because that is a sure. huge story happening right now. Okay, we'll be back with sports columnist Kevin Blackstone from the Washington Post right after this. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We are back with sports columnist Kevin Blackstone from the Washington Post as we continue to talk about Chikari Richardson, who unfortunately is being suspended because THC uh, was found when she did a drug test. Right. And so yeah, and I and I think as to wrap you know our conversation around Shakaria before we get into another uh, subject matter on this, I, I wonder mm-hmm. is this it for her? I know that she's able to to race in the relay if her suspension is over by then, but what does that actually realistically look like? Well, you know that's that's going to be up to the the sprint team, the coaches on the sprint team, and the other athletes um, because once they get to the Olympics and they get to the relay part, they start practicing. And they may not, they may not want to open the door um, to Shikari Richardson. Mm. Um, y- y- you know, the, the athletes who are there and already practicing on the relay team. Remember, this is their chance to shine too, and yeah. they may not want to give up that platform. And they may say, you know what, you're 20 years old. You'll be back here in four years. Um, you know, I'm, I may not, yeah. and I don't want to lose this opportunity. So there's a lot of. Um, there's a, there's a lot of uh, infighting that goes goes on around who's on um, who's on the Olympic teams. I can remember I want to say 1996 when Carl Lewis was at the end of his career, and I don't think they let him on the Olympic team. I think, <laughs> oh, I mean they didn't let him on the on the uh, the four by uh, four by 100 team. Um, there was a lot of a lot of fighting about that. So it's not a it's it's not a sure thing. Well, let's move on to this other story that is making news. Uh, two 18-year-old cisgender sprinters from Namibia, Christine and Beatrice, uh, have been banned from running in the Olympic 400-meter dash because they have a natural high testosterone level. Like, what is going on right now? Girl, the misogyny. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is. Uh, it is misogyny. It is. Uh, uh, massage noir, if you ask yes, me, yes. because, um, you know, it really, this is something that's really been impacting, um, black women, mm. um, in particular. So we, you know, the story about Cassis Amanya and all the, the, the horrific things that, that she's had to go through throughout her entire career. And now you have, um, Christine, um, Mboma, um, Beatrice, uh, uh, I think her name is, uh, Mas- Masolingi, yeah, and then there, and then there are a couple other women too um, who are who are caught up in this as well. All black women. Wow. And you know, it is it is amazing that um, the that the International Olympic Committee or, or really any international athletic federation can measure hormones in women um, to determine whether or not they can compete. Uh, that's not going to happen with men uh, right. for the most part. 
Um, and, and like I said, it's just really, you know, it's, it, it, it reminds me of, of, of Sarge Bartman, right? And how Europeans were so fascinated by her body and paraded her around the world as, as some sort of freak to look at. And, and now these Europeans who basically run these, these leagues, um, particularly track and field, are imposing these Euro um, almost eugenic standards um, upon uh, black women from the continent as to whether or not they are women or not, or as if they have some innate um, uh, uh, advantage uh, over everyone else. It is, it is um, utterly disgusting. Mm-hmm. And, and as I suggested, I'm far more concerned about that than I am about um, Shikari Richardson maybe not being able to race because of some weed. Yeah, and I think this is such an interesting conversation too. When you're when we're talking about the conversation that we're seeing about transphobia, and when it comes to yeah. sports, and also when it comes to the cis cis black women as well, and how these conversations go hand in hand because of the misogyny and the misogynoir of it all, right? And it just feels like this is to continue to kind of amplify in in order to kind of maintain the patriarchy and white supremacy. <laughs> like that's just it, really it, what it is. It really is. It really is. In fact, you know the the biggest case, or maybe the the watershed case um, for uh, transgender youth um, uh, in in this country um, that really sparked this raft of racist bills um, from coast to coast. Uh, I believe it started in Connecticut, and I believe the two targets were um, were black transgender wow. athletes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're you know you're absolutely right. There is a there is a thread that that ties this um that ties this all together and you know it comes back to i think that idea that that biological that diabolical biological thought that somehow um people of color have some athletic advantage over Mm. everyone else yeah well, thank you so much for being here. Wow, this is, You're I think, so the, one of the best sports conversations we've had. Can you be our yeah. sports guy? We want you to be our go-to. Yeah, be our sports um, guy. Uh, that was Kevin Blackiston, sports columnist at The Washington Post. Again, thank you, and have a great long weekend. You too. Appreciate it. Now coming up, we've got more What's Trending this hour on Let's Go There after this. Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Well, we are back, and before I tease what's coming up, Ryan did promise he was going to share something. Oh. Oh, my God. The second story. Oh, my goodness. So, if you weren't... Wow, there's so much happening in life. Okay, so the first hour we talked about this weird text message thread, because there's something happening energetically. I don't know if the new moon is causing me to just have weird moments. Well, I have a friend who is a um, an adult entertainer, okay. a sex worker, cool, fun, and uh, I don't know why, um, but he asked me, he said, yeah, like, you're used to being on camera, right? And I had a videographer kind of, like, drop out last minute, and would you be interested in filming, like, a massage scene? Uh-huh. Like, a, like a sex scene, right? And uh-huh. so he wanted me be, to be, like, the cameraman for a sex scene. I was like... I could see this in your life. I was like... <laughs> Okay, well, you know, I am actually free. I was going to take one of my those, one of the days I was off. I was going to take one of those and just go do it for him. And uh, I was just like, well, why did you think you could ask me that? Like, why? What? Well, why did you think I was qualified to do that? He was like, well, you know, you've been on camera, you've worked around cameras. I just felt like you would be really good at filming sex scenes. 
you know. Do you think that's a, is that a future talent of myself? Perhaps you need to lean into something that you don't know about. I, I don't know. You know what? That's just not my scene. Uh, <laughs> but I would have loved to watch that scene. Hey, yeah, maybe there's something there. Who knows? You know, they say oh, su- surrender to what comes in front of you. The universe is maybe dropping some hints. You know, I felt like that was the most L.A. thing. Because I feel like, especially L.A. gay thing. Because oh, basically yeah. everyone has an OnlyFans at this point. Like, no, no other place would you be asked that. And, like, my friend asking me, well, do you mind, like, filming this for me? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'll look at both of your naked bodies rubbed in oil. Let's have a beer and shoot no some No problem. But I can't find a boyfriend, but I can find a friend who wants to me to film him having sex. You're leveling up in your life. I hate my life. I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here. So, uh, listen, more to come from Ryan's random life oh, in the next God. hour. He has more things to reveal. <laughs> Stick around. But coming up, uh, a gay attorney who fights for foster children and their families joins us in 30 minutes to discuss the latest Supreme Court decision. Uh, plus, one Hollywood star speaking up against aging gracefully. That's in the T-Report in a moment. But first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis thanked President Joe Biden for his support with the condo collapse that happened in Surfside, Florida. Uh, I also want to thank um, uh, the president for uh, supporting doing 100 percent reimbursement uh, for some of the things here in terms of costs like debris removal. Uh, It can be very pricey, particularly for the municipality and even for a major county like Miami-Dade. And obviously the state would have a share of that as well. Uh, So he was very, very supportive of doing a 30-day reimbursement. That'll be very, very helpful, uh, I think, to all levels of government here in Florida. So we appreciate that commitment. Well, look at that. It's like his, like, I don't know. Does, is this like his twin or something who's like <laughs> actually decent and knows how to run a state? I mean, it just seems like he's giving credit where credit is due. But, you know, putting aside politics because they're dealing with uh, a tragedy and an urgent situation. Is that what he's doing? Because I mean, it, it seems like he spent all his time when when the person he was talking about behind his back and all over oh, the totally. country it's very shows up. He's like, oh, sweet little private school now, boy. Now that you're giving me money, I'm going to uh, be in support. Meanwhile, he might run against Joe Biden. So that will be interesting. <laughs> Well, Pride Month has come to a close and Democrats' signature LGBTQ rights legislation still has not received a vote in the Senate. You know, Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer had hinted that the Equality Act, which protects people from being discriminated against on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity in education, employment, housing and public accommodations, would be pushed through actually in June. Right, right in time for Pride Month. But both deadlines have sailed because of Republican opposition. Not only has it not made its way in the uh, Senate, but yeah, nothing has happened. (laughs) Senate Republicans represent a roadblock, as we know, for the Equality Act because they've indicated they would use the filibuster over concerns of religious freedom. And that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Well, the question is, I wonder, what do you think of the term aging gracefully? Is it sexist to you? It's time for the Tea Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. Well, Juliana Moore is often told she's aging gracefully, and she's had enough. Okay. She said this in a new magazine for her new cover. There's so much judgment inherent in the term. Is there an a, a ungraceful way to age? Why don't we, uh, we don't have an option, of course. No one has an option about aging, so it's not a positive or a negative thing. It just is. She also pointed out the term is t- uh, typically directed at women and seems to place value on appearance over talent. 
um, or life experience making it totally sexist. Mm. What do you feel about that? Do you do you like that term? Do you hate that term? Is it offensive? Aging um, gracefully. You know, I do think it's used more so with women. And I do think women even talk about it. Like, I know when I talk about aging, you, you either say, okay, you're going to do all the work or you're going to age gracefully, right? And so it definitely is sexist. And um, yeah, and I could see how it could get old, you get it? Aging can get old. Aging gracefully can get old. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and I'm happy she's speaking out about it. It's like, yeah, like if you still look good and you're old, you've aged gracefully. But right? can we be honest here? There's just some people who don't age gracefully. Meaning, you, like, yeah, who don't age are, well. There are people, I mean, you can literally compare everyone who was in the Trump administration and the, look at people who are the same age as them. Everyone in the Trump administration looked like the crep keeper. Like they look fresh out of the, the cemetery fresh out the grave and you look at people their same age and it's just different so I, I you know for me I don't but I think it's the Hollywood system like if I don't really see it as a sexist thing but if she that's her experience that, that is most definitely valid and that's have, her experience do you ever talk about a man aging gracefully I think you just say oh he looks good but true. You, don't, you know that's true actually very very valid I don't know that's your tea report by the way real quick there's a 4th of July situation happening okay. you know the weekend but I'm you know I'm going to like anti 4th of July parties like that's the vibe but if you need a playlist for all things whatever you're doing this weekend head over to the Odyssey app we have new exclusive stations and uh, guess what we have a 4th of July station that um, you can party out to but like I said, I'm very anti-4th of July. Okay, well, anti-4th of July with the music playlist. Unless that is like, I'm proud to be an American. I Hopefully it'll that. be more just like beats. But anyway. Beats? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why scientists want us to skip fireworks on the 4th of July? There you go. Speaking of which, that is next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Between the heat waves and extreme drought, the U.S. is not looking good right now. Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, there's literally a fire on the ocean in the Gulf of Mexico right now. A pipeline burst. What the? I mean. Yeah. And that's why over 150 fire scientists, along with fire officials across the West, are urging people to skip the fireworks this 4th of July and to also avoid other activities that could start a fire. Philip Iguera uh. is a professor of fire ecology at the University of Montana. He joins us right now. Thanks for being here. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. So tell us more about this warning uh, that brought you all together. 
Yeah, well, myself and other fire ecologists and fire scientists, we are, we're really aware of a really striking pattern in the number of wildfires started by humans across the West. Uh, and over the last several decades, if you look at the number of fires started every day of the year, July 4th sticks out like a sore thumb as this single day where humans accidentally start about twice as many fires as you would expect otherwise. Over 1,100 fires started you know, between the period of 1992 and 2015. Uh, wow. So, yeah, so it's a really predictable behavior that we have. And combined with the drought that you let in with, it, it, it sets us up for, for really dangerous uh, situations this 4th of July. So how what are what are the other options? Because even in places where fireworks are illegal, people are still popping them. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, our 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 plea in part is to help people make the responsible decision. But, you know, we all know that that's that's not always done. Um, I think just looking at this, you know, at the peak on the 4th of July itself, a lot of people laugh at it and then say, oh, silly humans. Uh you know, what, what we want people to keep in mind is you don't want to be that person that accidentally burns down your neighbor's home yeah. or causes, you know, the neighborhood to evacuate because you wanted to play with a sparkler or shoot off some, some, some fun fireworks. Yeah, it's also illegal. Like, couldn't you go behind bars for starting that or no? Yes, you can. Yep. It is, you know, it's important to know, like, it, it's illegal on the national forest um, and each municipality has has a different, a different set of, of rules, but often um, it is illegal to set off fireworks on the 4th of July on private property. So. How can people stay safe right now, um, you know, knowing this is all happening? Because you mentioned this in your article in the conversation, how to stay safe. Yeah, well, in, our, in the article, we, we primarily highlight, what, you know, what what you can do to not accidentally start a fire. So mm-hmm. first and foremost, yeah, don't, don't go playing with the fireworks. Um, save those for a, a later time when the vegetation is not as dry. Um, the other thing just to be aware of, given the extremely dry vegetation, um, are other things that could potentially start fires. And there's things that you don't necessarily think about, like you're pulling a trailer on your car, the chains, hitting the pavement and sending off a spark. Wow. Um, Even, you know, even mowing your lawn and the lawnmower blade hits a rock and sends off a spark, you know, that can start a fire. So it's, it's a good time now. And, and it's going to be this way for the rest of the summer. Um, It's just a good time to be really aware of, of potential ignition sources that, that you might introduce. And of course, you know, don't don't throw your cigarette butts uh, on the ground or, or whatever else. Yeah. And also, if you don't even if you're one of those people who don't care about fires, just don't do it because my dog hates them. Thank you. Just oh, for yeah. Cocoa. Yeah. Yeah. Just for Coco. Think of Coco. Like, think of Coco because she hates them. <laughs> yep. And a lot of people have uh, PTSD when they hear fireworks. So there's there's a lot of reasons to not have them going off all over the place. Exactly. Let's be better to ourselves and the environment, please, and not ruin this earth. You seem so calm for someone who studies fires. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, 2020 um, started to change that a little bit um, just because it's, such, it's so increasingly clear how drastically 
we are changing our our ecosystems through climate change. And, um, you know, one of the reasons we emphasize this point, because sometimes it feels like it could be hopeless. You know, there's a lot of big problems out there. This is actually one thing that we can do relatively easily to, again, you know, not harm each other and uh, not not burn down neighborhoods. So just... Yeah. Stay away from the fireworks. Exactly. We humans, though, make it complicated. Don't be a pyromaniac. Uh, (laughs) That was Philip Iguera, a professor of fire ecology at the University of Montana. Thanks and have a great 4th of July. Stay safe. All right. You're welcome. Stay safe. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. So an adult social media influencer is being accused of pedophile baiting. We're basically... Trigger warning. Yeah. Okay. A trigger warning. Thanks. CW. Uh, before we get into this, because basically this is a an older woman. When I say older, what she's like in her thirties, seventy five. <laughs> no, really, and she's she's, her, she's putting on these filters, not just to smooth her skin and look, but you know, a bit of a glow. She I wants I do that. To look twelve. She's making herself through these video filters literally look like a teenager. Twelve. Uh, and it's not just on a TikTok or whatever. It's on uh, OnlyFans. So when you think about that you know what she, she's what people appealing are, to a certain crowd yes which is gross she's trying to attract folks on OnlyFans to buy her images and explicit content looking like she's a teenager which is wild who okay first of all you know technology needs to go because sometimes it just gets to a point where it's just like how who what was she doing on a, a random Tuesday night thinking wow this is a market that I had no clue that is left untouched I mean I need to really do more. I, like, how Like, how did she find out about, like, what was her gateway into finding out that she can turn herself into a 12-year-old to then to put that on OnlyFans to then make money for creeps? I just, I just don't, niche. I don't, I don't understand it, but it's uncomfortable. Creeps making content for other creeps. So, uh, here's the video that talks about all of it. Hi, friends. So, I was going to include this woman in my regular Instagram versus reality reel today, but I think she deserves her own video. So this is Deanna Dietz and she is a content creator on a website that TikTok does not like us to talk about. Here's my issue. This is what she looks like in real life and this is how she edits her face to look for her content on this website that TikTok does not like us to talk about. She's taking it past the point of smoothing over her skin texture to take a few years off to completely changing her facial structure to look like a young teenager like reminds me of the baby filter on Snapchat. So why is she posting explicit content and editing her face to look adolescent? I'm noticing a trend of content creators, another one who comes to mind is Belle Delphine, who are editing their features to appear much younger. So yeah, this is some sort of creepy trend. I mean, I hope it's not a trend. I hope it's just like a one-off situation. Well, there's so much on the depths of um, TikTok where I, I thought TikTok as the platform was being more responsible being more responsible but this is like trying to like flag things like this because you know there's nudity on TikTok there's all these different things Uh and it feels like if there's stuff happening underground it's kind of like it reminds me of the conspiracy theory remember Mm -hmm. of uh, it was a conspiracy theory that started on TikTok where people were saying that certain things on Wayfair were named uh, of of certain by certain things were named by uh, for like the same name as victims that were victims of sex sex trafficking it was like that whole thing and so I don't know it's just a lot of QAnon yeah it just feels like there should be some actual realistically looking into stuff like this because I don't know. This feels a little weird. And so here's the thing. One, well, she's not on TikTok, uh, but there are definitely sketchy things happening on that platform. And I think that's where the community gets to also 
flag that well, for the platforms and then hopefully they're listening but there's yeah. only so much that can be done but it's frustrating that you know oftentimes TikTok has been called out for flagging like things that were like representative of like the LGBTQ plus community like well, I think things. that's not it's like, but that's fla- them flagging it they're automated I know, automated but they don't flag, they flag stuff like that but they don't yeah. flag the important things like stuff like this I don't know it's just you know and OnlyFans by the way I know that it's supposed to be it's private and you get to do what you want but there should be a way to flag those things also if it's being done in the wrong way True. but that once again it's not illegal to do that I wonder if there will be legalities of how you filter yourself you know what I mean like so if that is happening if that's wrong if you're an older person acting like a teenager right it's like this is, brings up really some weird things I don't think anyone was ever prepared for it's <laughs> with these weird. platforms it's weird. It's weird. anyway let us know what you think about this at LGT shows where you can find us on social media let's go there with Shira and Ryan channel Q let's go there with Shira and Ryan channel Q coming up on this Friday show how watching TikTok before bed can impact your sleep that's in 15 minutes. Plus, Lizzo is supporting the non-binary community. We'll tell you how in a moment in the tea report. Uh, any other craziness to share with us of the randomness of your life, Ryan? Oh, wow. The chronicles of my life. The chronicles um, of the sleigh god. another one? What's the other one? Basically, Ryan kept oh. on saying that random people, like weird things were happening. Oh yeah, this is a weird one. Yeah, okay. So every every I don't know what's going on. If you've been following on, I've been getting weird messages, weird requests, and another recent request is by a new person uh, who I only talked to once. I met him at a party to give some context, and we texted afterwards. He actually knew Shira. It's so wild how me and Shira's lives intertwine all the time. Even when we try not to, they somehow get there. Well, this guy texted me. Ran- Randomly being like, what are you doing Saturday night? And I was like, oh, nothing. No plans as of yet. But he's a, he's like a, a physical trainer, like a physical therapy trainer. He might be listening, by the way, because he, he sometimes oh, tunes in. Okay. Um, and, <laughs> and he asked me to uh, be like on the sidelines with him and, and be a part of the stretcher crew of a soccer game. Well, one, it was very nice of him to invite you to the soccer game. But, but he wanted me to work. <laughs> It's like he at like he wanted me like he didn't invite me as a fan. He wanted me to work. He wanted me to be like, oh yeah, you'll be on the sidelines with me if, in, in case any of the players fall out. You'll just take the stretcher and we just lift them up on the count of three. And I'm like, do you have to have qualifications for that? Or he's like, no qualifications. You just got to be able to lift them. I don't know what it is about me that says, oh, I'm gonna ask Ryan to lift a body at a soccer game that he's never been to ever. I've never been to a professional soccer game, so. I wish um, I could have just gone as a fan, which he did invite me, being like, oh, you can just come as a fan, invite some friends. That's nice. He gave you um, some options. Yeah, but the first request, why? Randomly on a maybe Saturday night. Well, on a yesterday night. Maybe because you look strong. Do I? I yeah, promise strong, you I have man. no body weight besides the weight that I'm carrying in my stomach. <laughs> <Does> you know? <laughs> We've met once. He's seen my body. Maybe it's just like you look like you could carry someone. I was like, maybe he's flirting with me. He's like, I want to see a lift, baby. Yeah, maybe he's like, mm. I'm, you never know. But I also said maybe this is like the way to meet uh, my future soccer boyfriend. Because, you know, some of them make millions of dollars. Hey, something happens. They're lying down. Their eyes are closed. They wake up and they see you. And my horoscope said that I, I shouldn't let myself, I shouldn't limit myself. So maybe I am supposed to say yes to these things. I think you should have a month of saying yes and see what happens. Your birthday month. But the month of yes. One should I say yes to? Hit us up at LGT Show. Should I go film the sex scene or should I do the soccer <laughs> game sex scene soccer game sex scene oh, soccer game let us both. know let's get into okay yes um 
Let's talk about this because we need to go quick right now. Uh, Wally Funk was denied the chance to go to space in the 1960s because she's a woman. At 82, she's finally getting her chance. Funk will become the oldest person ever to travel to space when she joins Amazon and Blue Origin founder Jeff Bezos on his privately developed rocket next month. Love that. So cool. Uh, And finally, the U.S. Supreme Court declined today to hear an appeal made by a florist in Washington state who had been fined for refusing to make a flower arrangement for a same-sex wedding ceremony. Flora cited her Christian beliefs for refusing to make the arrangement. And Friday's decision by the court is the latest example of it avoiding cases where LGBTQ plus rights and religious liberty arguments clash. We're not going to hear another baker story happening anytime soon, hopefully. Them getting away with not baking anything for an LGBTQ plus person or a couple. Uh, But that was What's Trending This Hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Well, let's talk about how to be a good ally. You know, because Lizzo is really setting the example. It's time for the T-Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. So, uh, you know, Lizzo is a girl who goes out. She Mm -hmm. loves going out. And she was outside of a restaurant here in Los Angeles called Catch. It is like a scene. It's where all the celebs, influencers, and stuff go. And paparazzi were talking about um, her and a possible Demi Lovato collaboration, which came out of nowhere. But here is that, that moment where Lizzo actually corrected the paparazzi about... Demi's pronouns. Oh. Demi Lovato and Jazz Fest too. Will you be performing with her or? No, we don't got a song together. Would you do something though? If we had a song together. Did she reach out? They. Have her team contact your team? Their team. Okay. Demi goes by they. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, oh, sir. Thank you for the correction. You got me. So there's a couple of things that I love here. Yeah. One, I love that um, Lizzo was just like, yeah, we're going to use the right pronouns Mm -hmm. here. I'm going to correct you. But I also love the paparazzi for being like, thank you so much for correcting us. You got us. We thank you. Like they took it nice and they they, they moved forward. Um, But Demi Lovato saw this video because this video went viral all over social and actually uh you know basically said this at lizzo you effing queen i Mm. love you and thank you and i think this was a really big example because i saw so many of my non-binary friends and gender non-conforming folks Mm -hmm. uh, that i follow just really highlighting being like this is the way of simply just saying someone and correcting someone's pronouns and just doing it in a way that is so casual that doesn't feel like oh my god i'm jumping down your throat this is just the way to do it and more people should step up in this way in little moments like that because that's what counts. And that's your team report. Love it. Well, coming up, how watching TikTok before bed affects your dreams. You won't look at TikTok the same ever again. Another TikTok story. That's next. All right. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. You might find yourself scrolling social media right before bed. You know, we've all been there, done that. But our next guest is here to share the impact of all of that on your sleep and dreams, specifically, well, TikTok. Although I feel like It could be for any social platform that you're on before you go to bed. Uh, Neuropsychologist Dr. Sanam Hafiz joins us right now. Thanks for being here. Hi, I'm happy to be with you. Uh, So again, I know we're referencing TikTok here, but is this the same for all social media? It's the same for all social media to some degree, but with TikTok, because it's mostly videos, um, I think the the content is more graphic Mm. and it's because the images are moving. It's like a movie, like the kind that you would see during your dream. So there's 
you know, there's a bit of more of a relevance here to dreams, I think. So in what ways is it affecting your sleep? I, I'm, I'm trying to understand that. Is it just because we're on it for so long that we're losing sleep? Or is it really impacting like what we dream about? Both, both. So mm-hmm. first of all, when you sleep less, um, you are more likely to experience REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement sleep, which is the sleep cycle in which you dream. If you're sleeping less, first of all, you're more likely to dream more just by sheer function of sleeping less, right? So that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is that TikTok, all these social media sites, they work on our reward centers. Our brains have uh, a pleasure center in the, you know, inside it that every time we see something that we enjoy, our brain rewards us. This is why we can you know, endlessly scroll on loop. So when you're doing that on TikTok, you're continuously being rewarded. And if your brain is consist- consistently getting these um, you know, images, it's going to replay them because what the brain really does during its sleep is that we use dreams. Well, I mean, we know so much about dreams and we still don't know everything about dreams. But one of the things that we do know is the brain uses sleep and dreams to process the information we receive during the day. It helps us learn. It helps us filter out the information. It's almost like this, um, think of it like a filing process. The brain decides keeping this, discarding that, keeping this, discarding that. This is why sleep is so important because that's when the brain has a chance to slow down and register and process the information. Now, if you're spending a good part of your time, especially before you go to bed on TikTok, your brain is now processing that information, not knowing if it's relevant or not. Should it keep it? Should it not? And so you might have some very graphic dreams because you're replaying what your brain did for the most part that it was awake. Yeah. And besides graphic dreams, which suck. Like, how is this actually impacting our psychology and behavior, right? Like, when we're awake, if, um, you know, we're not sure what to keep in our brain and to take out <laughs> or release. Well, I mean, look, you know, there, there is, there may not be a lot of data on specifically TikTok in these videos, but there is a lot of data on screen time, video games, and the brain. And they've done studies where they've actually hooked the brain up to functional MRIs and shown that the brain actually loses volume. Um, A very, very uh, valuable component of the brain is something called the gray matter. And this is the part that controls a lot of processing and emotions and critical thinking and reasoning. And they've shown that people who game, like really game, you know, those, those people who game like 23 hours a day, it actually shows a decrease in this gray matter. The brain actually almost atrophies. So you figure if you're sitting there watching these videos on loop for hours on end, I mean, anyone who's been on social media knows you can lose yourself in it. It has a, a, a potentially detrimental effect on your brain. And if, you're, if your sleeping is being impacted, which we know is critical to your well-being, to not only the cognitive processes of the brain, right, like learning, processing, regenerating, but it's necessary for your body. The circadian rhythm is controlled by sleep and vice versa. Uh, your brain, your body produces, you know, melatonin, which is a very important antioxidant that the, the body needs to keep going. There are health risks associated with that. So it's kind of, it's it's multifaceted, the effect that this could have on your body and your health. Well, I think about the emotional connection that oftentimes starts to develop when you're finding community online, and especially on TikTok, and you're, you're finding that, and there's so much emotional ties. How could that kind of, the emotional aspect of that affect your dreams? Well, in fact, I mean, that's, that's what I talked about in the beginning, this, these reward centers. Um, your brain releases dopamine. You know, it's almost like a little high 
every time you connect with someone who feels the way you do or you feel accepted by, by a community or a group of people on, on social media. And it, it, that's why it's so rewarding. That's why it's so almost addictive. You know, people like to hang on because now they think they've got uh, a social circle online. And perhaps they do. Um, and the, the, the social aspect of it is what's so enticing and pleasing and sort of addictive about it. Yeah. And it sometimes gives you this false sense of belonging mm-hmm. when you may not have, when you may not have the, um, the actual belonging or yep. the actual connection with someone. And, and so what just tips as we wrap up the next minute do you have for folks who might find themselves um, doing this and like, you know, getting caught up in it? Um, finding ways to detox, finding ways to put the phone away, set yourself on a timer. My timer just went off, but that was actually talk to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, it's saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to spend 15 minutes or 20 minutes on TikTok. And when my timer goes off, it does not matter what I'm in the middle of. I will put it off and then I'll do it again at, let's say, you know, five hours later or six hours later. And this is what you're doing is you're setting limits for yourself and you're you're giving yourself a break, a forced break. Yeah. And sometimes those timers are important because our brain doesn't always know when to disconnect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are ways to do it. You can. I think there might be even apps that actually cut you off. <laughs> you know, we do this for kids. Why can't we do this for ourselves? That's true. And then also, don't be on your phone. Maybe like, is there a certain amount of time before you sleep that you shouldn't be on your phone or on these apps? Yeah, I mean, blue light and, and sort of that kind of engagement before sleep has actually been shown to be very detrimental to sleep. I mean, forget the fact that you actually don't fall asleep when you're supposed to. We all know. We're all guilty of literally losing time before bedtime, yeah. just scrolling and mindlessly. You know, it's like we're literally on another like platform in our brain, but we're still on this um, social media kick. So it's easy to do that. And I don't care who you are. I mean, the, the, we're all designed the same way. So you need help. It's okay to set an alarm. It's okay to say to your partner or spouse or whoever, take it away from me. If you see me doing this, you know, past mm-hmm. midnight, take my phone away. All right. Um, well, I sometimes even say, plug your phone mm-hmm. in on the opposite end of the room oh, that's so a good you idea. can walk away. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for joining us today. That was neuropsychologist Dr. Sanam Hafiz. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Happy fourth. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. You know, one of my favorite things that we've been really recently doing is just highlighting some amazing queer artists. Yes. And one queer artist who has been named Live Nation's Ones to Watch, Spotify's Best of Fresh Finds 2020, with a close to a million total streams. And I also kind of want to brag a little bit. I went to high school with him. Okay. His name is Tony B. And if you don't know him, now you will. Here is a little bit of his new song called Doubt Me before we bring him in. Is that cool? Yeah. Let's do it. Been counting down to the minute. I always said I would get it. And everyone that ever doubted me gave life to my energy. Mediocrity in my presence. I'll talk with no vision And then have the audacity To speak my name disrespectfully Keep my Feeling that Everyone please Welcome the most amazing Tony B Welcome to Let's Go There Babes Hello Hello What's up guys 
Hey. Well, uh, you know, it, it's not Pride anymore. We still celebrate Pride all the time it's, here. So. I mean, it's Channel Q. It's like Pride every five seconds. My thing is, Tony, you've had an incredible um, Pride month because guess what? You actually recently came out publicly as queer. How was that moment for you, especially with all of this new music and this new era, it feels like? Yeah, it's been an eventful month uh, for sure. I... Um, I, I mean, we talked a little bit ago and I told you it, it doesn't, I, I feel like I've just been out to like my family and my friends for like a decade. So it doesn't feel like I, I don't know, it just, like coming out felt a little like weird to label it, but at the same time, like publicly, like, you know, I, it, it made sense. So, uh, but yeah, like, uh, last week that happened and, and just kind of like, for me, it was more like representation as far as just visibility. And, um, when I was younger, like I didn't see anybody that looks like me in entertainment and music so with all the things that i've been doing recently and all the strides we've been making it's just like okay i feel like this is a really good time to make sure that i'm just serving that person that i needed when i was younger but um but yeah it's been a it's been a great month it's been uh, Mm -hmm. lots of like love and support from that and and uh with the new single everybody's uh so far everything's been cool with that so it's been like a really nice couple weeks uh nerve-wracking to say the least but you're celebrating you deserve it and congratulations (laughs) on on living your truth it's really important thank you so much and thank you guys for having me of course um and you know i love i was checking out your instagram and like you had halsey watching one of your covers like what was that all about (laughs) yeah that was wild so uh like i kind of started with youtube covers no ryan knows i started them in high school and they were not always uh the most flattering thing but um basically i had done a cover of uh now or never it was like an acoustic summer sessions that we normally do for the youtube channel and um glamour magazine had emailed me uh one day and they were just like hey like we're putting together like a compilation of I'm just like how Halsey fan covers. And I was like, okay, cool. So they got me on uh, uh, a zoom call and they surprised me with her reaction of the video to get my reaction. Insane. And so, um, yeah, it, it ended up being like a glamor magazine uh, thing. And she, she just saw it. And, and uh, yeah, it was a really cool moment. Um, so because there's so many, there's so many amazing people listening to you right now and getting introduced to you. What do you want people to, to understand about you as an artist? And, and especially when they're listening to your music as you're releasing new music. I think just that I always write from personal experience. So like nothing I, you hear in my songs is like just something I just like, Oh, this is cool story. So let me like make this up. Like literally like relationships, love, like life stuff, like everything has happened. Um, So my hope is just that people can kind of connect with that in some way or like, Oh, Hey, I went through that and, or I'm going through that or whatever. And I've, I've even um, worst way the single last year, I kind of wrote that about a college, you know, experience like a love loss. Like you're, you weren't ready for it at the time, but now you are. But now it's too late. Um, yeah. And I always like have people message me and be like, "Hey, this got me through my breakup," and like this did that or that did that. Um, and even without me, I've had people this week just even me coming out and things like that, just telling me like, "Hey, like, you know, I don't have that confidence, but that song did." And just kind of seeing what you're doing is is giving me confidence. And yeah. I think at the time when I wrote "Doubt Me," I had just moved to LA and I was. Just getting a lot of no's and get a lot, getting a lot of just kind of like um, 
doubting people doubting me back home and like oh he'll come back like it's yeah. it's this it's that and so i really didn't have the confidence at the time when i wrote it like a couple of years ago and so i kind of wrote it to give me confidence um I and love so now that. i listen to it yeah and now i listen to it and it's like oh man everything's coming to fruition that i was talking about in the song and so yeah my basically just people that can connect with what i'm saying on some level whether they've been through it or they're going through it and hopefully be inspired and can uh, can get through whatever they're going through with it. Uh, well, Tony, it has been a pleasure to be able to highlight you as a black queer pop star in the making. I mean, honestly, you are one. Let's be quite honest here. <laughs> I, I just am so proud of you and whatever we can do here at Channel Q to continue to amplify you, we will. Thank you so much yes, for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. We've been trying to make this happen for a minute. And so I'm glad we <laughs> nah, don't you like, don't you talk about how or- unorganized I am on this air? <laughs> no, not, you not, bet. Not, I'm not, turning the mic down. Very, very <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's Tony nah, B. Thank you guys for having me, though. He's absolutely amazing. Yeah, and check out uh, him on Instagram at Tony B Online and the new single "Doubt Me" also on Spotify. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We are wrapping up the shows we always do with our Yes Queen of the day. Yes, Queen. Uh, now, this one goes to uh, a daughter who's trying to help her. This goes to a daughter. A daughter, Rebecca Mix, <laughs> who uh, was trying to get her dad a job, right? So, Jeff, her father, lost his job at a hospital a year ago due to COVID 19 related cutbacks. So, for the past year, he spent his time, you know, hunting, fishing, doing a lot of DIY projects. But with the pandemic ending, he was trying to get back to regular life and a job, but he was having a hard time. And he wanted to work at Costco um, and because Costco supposedly, which I didn't realize this, really has a good company culture. A lot of people are vying for those jobs. Costco has good pizza. <laughs> You're making me so hungry That's why now. the culture is good, because the pizza is good. <laughs> so um, actually, his daughter thought that it was amusing. And so she actually tweeted about it and posted about the fact that her dad wanted a job. And the CEO of Costco saw it. And then ended up messaging them and giving him the job. How about that for social media? So this Yaz Queen one goes to uh, the daughter uh, for, I guess she was making fun of him, but then it led to something good. (laughs) And then for uh, this guy for, you know, like going after manifesting what he wanted and making it happen. I'm going to manifest a Costco card. (laughs) <laughs> Why don't you tweet the I CEO? Want one. Tweet the CEO. But I don't want to have to pay the little price. Though. How much? My mom's a Sam's Club person, but there's not that many Sam's Clubs here in California or Los Angeles. They're like far. Okay. Didn't Costco, I do want one. So, you know, make it happen. Maybe be a Costco influencer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine? I would have a ball getting bulk things at bulk. Oh, my God. Let's start a everything. new thing. Costco influencer. Um, so congrats to uh, Jeff on the new job and Costco for reaching out to folks in like a very human way. I love it. They're well, like, yeah, it seems like they're a cool company. So that does it for our Yes Queen of the Day and our show today. Yeah. Yes, Queen. And guess what? We are taking a long weekend like all of you. But, of course, we'll have music all weekend long. And on Monday, uh, you know, to celebrate July 4th weekend right here on Channel Q. We'll be back on Tuesday to continue bringing you the news, pop culture, and so much more. We're live here weekdays, 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. If you miss any of our shows or interviews, we post everything as a podcast. So catch up on our podcast, including, oh, you missed our interview with uh, comedian Eliza Schlesinger. 
this past I didn't miss week. it. it I was fun. listening to it. I mean, you weren't here. Though. I was listening just I like know, everyone I else. It. Awesome. We got you gave us some views, some listens. Um, so again, you can find our podcast on the Odyssey app or where podcasts are available. Just search Let's Go There. We are sending you love and light. And honey, remember to slay. And now stick around for what's popping with DJ Alex D right after this. Have a great long weekend. Bye, y'all. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.